Yeah. I've got some notes. Uh, same. I solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Bum, bum, ba, bum, 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 bum. Chapter 24. Sectum Sempra. Welcome, my friends, uh, to another episode. I'm Molly. I'm Alex. And, and this, this is Potter, Potter Watch. Watch. <laughs> this is Potter Watch. It this is. Right here is Potter Watch. It's the watch on pot. I don't <laughs> I don't know about that one. Uh, that one, I mean, you went with it. You... <laughs> Hilarious. It is. It it is though chapter twenty four the one the one we've been all the one we've all been waiting for wow we- one gla- one sip of rosé oh <laughs> uh, the switch from sip to glass really it was a quick one I, are are we okay I've only had like one bottle of rosé <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh I really think it is. I had a workshop today with kids mm-hmm. on Zoom, and it just drained my whole being. Yeah. It was yeah. awful. <laughs> I can imagine. It sounds awful. Um, Look, I am 100% aware that um, virtual learning is a solution to the only solution to a problem that is unavoidable and, you know, children need to go to school. However, it is, like, not working. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Also, we were, like, it was so much worse for, like, the kids, not, like, not for us, but, like, they've been in school all day, and then they had to do an after-school program with us, and, like, no, like, they don't want to be on their screen, they don't want to have their video on, Yeah, they don't want to have to participate. Yeah, school was already hard for kids and students that have um, uh, learning differences. And it it feels like uh, virtual learning like narrows the field even more to who can actually be successful in school. You know, it's just, you have to be like completely neurotypical with no sort of like distractible behaviors no learning disabilities it's just yeah even if you're not like diagnosed with ADHD if you have a touch of just like being a child and like not being focused on something for more than five minutes like you're I don't want to sit on my computer for like whatever it is like five hours a day and be in school I'm on an hour-long staff meeting and I'm on my phone within like the first 15 minutes yeah so I just feel bad for the kiddos but it was excruciating to be like trying to do this training with them and I was just like okay so if you have any ideas just you know put it in the chat if you don't want to say it Oh, no. It was fine, but I think it just like it zapped all of my um all of your energy your or energy. at least all of my brain function. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. We'll have a loopy episode to talk about some very serious topics. So as 
as we were trying to say, or as I was trying to say, it's chapter 24, <laughs> the one we've all been waiting for, Sectum Sempra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that I think that's an appropriate scream. Thank you. Thank you. I agree. I think it's... Um... Um, but she who must not be named kept things really fun for like the rest of the chapters. So that's what I did with my rename. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> Sectum Sempra or Sexy Temper. <laughs> or as I like to call it, Sexy Temper. <laughs> I just... <laughs> incredible incredible I think that really does encompass the different levels the different layers of this chapter it's like an onion um my rename was um waiting in bloody waters oof oof yeah 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 Harry's barely keeping his head above blood yeah not good not good for our hero yeah um did you want to do your haiku first or you want me to you can go okay lovers have faded and enemies defeated long last creature fed ew No, no, ma'am. No, ma'am with the creature. I mean, I didn't bring it up first. I had a note to Harry about bringing it up. I have a, like, a direct note to Harry. I'm just Uh, leaning in. Leaning in. Uh, My haiku is hearts broken in one. Dangerous lies in webs spun. A kiss from the one. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you. I did want to start with a letter. Oh, that's always a good sign. Go ahead. Um, Dear Alex and listeners, I've gone on record saying I don't love the sixth book as much as the others, but today I I can't tell you why that is. But upon this read-through in the year of our Lord 2020, I'm greatly loving it despite this chapter and what I thought it was going to be. Love, Molly. I, if you guys could only see me. Oh my gosh, this is incredible. I don't feel comfortable like ranking the books at this moment. Maybe at the Uh end of the series. Mm -hmm. But I was, I was reflecting like on the fifth one and this one in particular. And like every chapter for this book has been so good and juicy there's been maybe like two or three that we had said were kind of like whatever filler chapters mm-hmm. and maybe because it is a shorter book it's a little bit more succinct but yeah. um and I don't and that's why I say I don't know why this whole time I've been like 
so poo poo on this book. It may, I mean, it could be a lot of things. Like, obviously, this happens. Dumbledore mm-hmm. dying was like huge for me, like, as yeah. a child. So, I don't know. There's just been a lot of feelings around it, but I've just really enjoyed the book. Oh, I'm so, it makes me so happy because usually, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to like rub it in no. or whatever, but usually when I tell people that my favorite book is the sixth one, I get like weird looks. For sure. Like people are like, I don't like that one. Ew. And then I feel bad because I don't really care about what other people think, but then you, who I like obviously revere as like a very good Harry Potter fan. I'm like, should I not like the sixth book as much as I do? Like, am I basic? So I just really, it makes me so happy to hear that you're enjoying it too. Yeah. And I felt like it was good to do it on this chapter because I've been like ho-humming about it for so long. Mm -hmm. And I told Alex this right before we recorded, because I built it up so bad in my head, it really wasn't that bad reading it and listening to it. I think what saves it, and we'll get into the the nitty gritty of it all, is that this chapter, and I'm just going to say outright right here, right now, that I'm going to talk a lot about She Who Must Not Be Named because I feel like this chapter displays a lot of said person's talent. Yeah, And so she sucks and it sucks that she's talented, but nonetheless, here we are. Disney was a racist, but look what he created. You know, that's what we're going to do here today. Um, The pros of the specific bit of this chapter that is devastating is gorgeous. And I think uh, I have specific quotes when we get there, but I just think it's written so well. And she's also like caked it into the standard life of a 16 year old. So there are so many different conflicting emotions. Like we're talking about romance. We're talking about Quidditch. We're talking about friendship. And so it, it just feels so real that I think it, it isn't exactly, it isn't as bad or as daunting as of a chapter as you may think because she weaves it in there in a really yeah good way and it gives my baby some depth my child's my sweet sweet boy who is not so sweet so let's gotta be clear because you also call harry all of those things yes i love them both okay my main ship is dreary they're both my children I just mean like when you're referring to which yes. specific boy. Well, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Uh, in this case, I was my sweet, sweet boy was Draco Malfoy. All right. Well, should we really get into it now? Let's uh, dive right in. With some Ako Taco. That's my first real note. <laughs> Yes. Wow. That's a blast from the past. I haven't heard the term Ako Taco in a minute. Well, probably since you were Lavender Brown and Hermione's age. (laughs) Um, And it was Ako Taco in that charms class. I'm obsessed. (laughs) Yes. And then her one of my favorite parts about this too is Hermione's like, you're a coward to Ross. (laughs) But like Ron, you're making it snow. I love that that became, like, a thing. Did it? Yeah, like, 
So uh, in Universal, when they have those created scenes, um, the Ron and Hermione one in the castle ride is uh, when Ron is like staring at like Hermione being like impressive and Hermione's like, Ron, you've made it snow again. And he's like, oh, oh, sorry. It's just so cute. I probably had my eyes closed for that part. No, it's not in the ride. It's like when you're waiting in line for oh, the ride. You know uh, how when you go through the castle, you see different scenes yeah. of them? Any part of the ride that was actually the ride, I, don't, I didn't really witness. Yeah. Uh, coward. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, betrayed. <laughs> if we're throwing around words. <laughs> um, no, so funny. Um, I think it's messed up that Ron made Lavender break up with him. I mean, he didn't intend that, but he wasn't mad about it either. Right. He basically did, though. He was just waiting for her to do it. Like, oh. I... I don't think he was ever going to do it. He was never going to. He was just going to ignore it until it went away. Right. Um, I have a little, <laughs> I have a little song. Yes. It's not a good song. I didn't write it myself. I love but it. it's from a character's point of view. This is in Charms class, Flitwick at Harry and Ron. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. A little less conversation, a little more action, please. <laughs> You're in charms class. You've got to get to your studies. <laughs> because <laughs> he goes by and he's like, a little less talk, a little more. <laughs> a little more practice, boy. Yes. And so I was like, <laughs> Flitwick, just singing in his head. He does... Um, he does he's the teacher in charge of a uh, choir if you'll remember i do i do recall so <laughs> i love it thank you do you think that harry ever tells Ginny, like years later that he's kind of the reason she and dean broke up yeah i think it's like it's gotta be like kind of a funny story Yes, 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 yes. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy about them. I'm so happy about them. I was like kind of mad, but also like, okay, fine. That this, they got together in this chapter with the whole Sectumsempra stuff. But oh yes, I'm, it's like kind of annoying. But also I, this is pre-Sectumsempra. Right. I was so like pleased that like, because I had also forgotten that they actually get together in this chapter. So I thought we were just laying some groundwork. I thought it was at the beginning of next chapter because I knew it was so at the end I. of the Quidditch game. So did I. I thought it was next chapter. Because I honestly, I thought a lot of this chapter, because it's Sectus Semper, it's called that. I thought a lot of this chapter, like I thought it ended basically after Runal Waslib. Like I thought basically this whole chapter was about Sectisempra and the next chapter was I thought it either ended when he's like go get your books or um right before he goes into the with the fat lady like that's the end oh of the I see yeah where you don't know but 
I mean, whatever. It doesn't really matter. Like, it's all fine. Like, things being in the same chapter doesn't really matter because it all just happens. But Right, and you're just going to keep reading, like, normally anyway. It's just, like, a little whiplash on purpose, as we're going to probably talk about. Would you be mad if your friends dated one of your siblings because I was gonna ask you you kind of have a similar situation where they're closer in age to you not maybe so much your brother but like if one of your friends dated like Colleen um like it would kind of be weird if somebody dated my brother because he's so much younger than me like now that we're all adults it could have possibly happened but I don't think it would happen now it would have had to be like when you're a teenager like in the situation with Ginny and Ron and Harry. Yeah, I feel like um now if somebody my age dated my brother it wouldn't be that weird, but I mean it would be weird if it was one of my friends, but mm-hmm. I just mean like in terms of our age differences. Right. And your brother's even closer in age to you than my brother. No. 3 years. Three and a half. Well, like grades. Like my brother's a grade younger. Than yes, you. yes, but um, my brother like skipped a grade, so they're the same age. Yeah, Sean and DJ. I know, but I just mean like it. Yes. It like if you were in school, like my brother and I were never in the same yes. school building. I mean, technically, neither were we because we went to different high yeah. schools. But yes, technically, someone I guess could have. When I was a senior, one of my friends could have dated my brother who was a freshman. Also, you had younger friends and I had like younger friends. Yeah, I mean, it would have been weird. But it's also, but I don't think I would have minded so much hang out with my brother more. So I think like if we even had that little bit in common, I would think it was like funny. I... Yeah, I feel like ultimately it would be fine, especially now. Like, I really... I mean, certainly, like, as an adult, it wouldn't really matter, but... If I was um, in high school, and especially, yeah, with your saying with my sister, I think it would have been hard because I would have taken it as my friend choosing my sister over me. And that was always, like, very triggering because... I also think my sister's really cool, but so did most of my friends. So it was like, oh, Colleen's so cool. Ah, I see. Yeah. And so it would be like, it would be a different feeling than what Ron's probably feeling, but I would also be like, oh, okay. And then like, anytime they chose to hang out with them instead of me, it would be, it would cause a lot of tension. There would need to be like a lot of nurturing your friendship as well as that relationship is what I feel like we wouldn't, I wouldn't have been able to maintain a friendship like that to, if we were, had been best friends and that happened. Like, I just don't think I could maintain a, a friendship like that. Oh, wow. Like, like, I just don't think I was, I would have been mature enough to, I don't mean like we would have cut ties, but I think like while they were dating, we probably wouldn't have been that close. And then maybe like rekindled mm. after they broke up or something, if they broke up. This is where I have to tell you that I'm currently dating Sean. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't know how to break it to you. I thought, but I told him to just wait until this chapter. Actually, I would say like if a friend, if my best friend like wanted to date my brother and let's say he was a little bit older, it wouldn't bother me at all. I think it's because Mm -hmm. 
I was like, I had a competition. It's a sister. It's a sister thing. And because you guys were so close in age, it was simply, you did share friends and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. See, like right now, if one of my like best friends were to like date my brother, let's just be clear that my brother and I are so opposite that I don't think like, it doesn't make sense in my head that this would ever happen. It just like, none of those people would get along, but, but if it were to happen and we had a little more in common say, I would be like, oh yeah, get my best friend in the family. Right. Yeah. No, I feel (laughs) that, but that, but then it's like, what if it doesn't work out? That's where I'm more like, now I'm more worried about them not working out. Whereas yeah. like, the teenager, it'd be like worse if they did work. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But that was just my cue I had for you. I was like, hmm, I want I had the same cue for you. Or uh, my question was more specifically, if you were Harry, what would you do? Would you, would you talk to Ron or would you? Yeah. What would you do? Yeah, I would talk to Ron. Like if it was you, if it was you, like that we're talking about because we're talking about like a best friend. Like it depends on, yeah, I would talk to you first. But I would have to make sure that like it was something like Harry and Ginny where I felt like, oh, this is like in game. This has been stewing for a while. Harry's panicking and he's not even sure that Jenny likes him back anymore. (laughs) Right. But I think he is feel, I think Harry is feeling like the big feelings. I think he's like, Oh Oh. shit. Like this is like, we know the size of his feelings. This is my person a little bit. So like, if I felt like that about like your sibling, I would have to tell you, I'd have to be like, mate, I've got, I've got a creature inside. (laughs) I just mean like, let's just play this out. So Harry's got these big feelings. He talks to Ron about it. He's like, look, man, mate. um, No, 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 no. Look, mate. Look, here's the thing. This is me talking to you. This is not Harry talking to Ron. No, but I'm saying like, let's say they did this conversation and they were like, look, this is the situation. And then Jenny was like, Mm, no thank you like what if he did all this and then like and talked to Rod and then she was like um I I'm actually I'm not interested because that's what I was thinking like Harry's like getting ahead of himself I'm like she hasn't even said yes to you like and you're already wondering if Ron's gonna give you permission (laughs) yeah but like I think that makes sense that it like does. it does but I was just kind of laughing about sometimes it. you yeah you don't even want to like give yourself permission to feel that way right you know and and I think if Jenny said no like Ron would have been like oh she's like barking mate like you're you're like you're the chosen one like what's up with that like that's what you get for going after my snot nose sister things like that um but yeah I think I think their their con- that conversation could never happen. I think this the way that Harry goes about it is the only way that that was ever going to happen. Like he just let instinct take the wheel because like Ron and Harry were never going to have a heart to heart heart about Harry's crush on Jenny. It was never going to happen. They're too non confrontational. Yeah, I 
And like, I think in later, maybe it's in the next chapter that Ron's like, I gave my blessing, <clears throat> which Jenny's like, fuck that. Like, I don't need your blessing. And I like, if I were Harry, I would also feel weird about like, not that you'd be asking permission, but that it, it kind like you're doing it as like, because this is your friend and you're like, mm-hmm. want to talk to them about it. But like, I would never want to be like, if you, I don't know, it would be weird to be like, if you say no, then okay. Like it would be weird to be in a friendship where like the, uh, like your friend told you like it was not okay with them. Right. I think at that point, it's not like you're asking permission. It's like you're giving them a heads up. Right. But then it's like, if you are friends with somebody that's like going to put you saying no, like, is that a good friend or do they have a, like a good, is that okay to be like, no, no. Unless, unless there's like a tumultuous relationship with the sibling. So like if you and that sibling has had, have had like a rocky relationship growing up, then I do think it's kind of like bad form on the friend to pursue it if the sibling is like actually no that it would really hurt me but if they're just kind of being petty and saying like uh no I think it'll be a little bit awkward then I think they're being a bad friend I would also be upset if it was like a fling like they're like I just want to like fuck your brother or something Mm -hmm. like that then Mm -hmm. I would be like don't do that Well, that's why I think it, a conversation, it's all, it's better to have the conversation beforehand, sure. beforehand because you would never be like, I want to casually fuck your brother. You know what I'm saying? Or like, if you do, like, I guess good for you, live your best life, but like, ew. <laughs> it's not yeah. worth it. Also, like, right now, I mean, there's not that many times where like friends and family, for me, because my family doesn't live where my friends live, so it doesn't. Mm-hmm there's not a lot of intersection. So it's like, okay, you'll never see each other again. And also be cool with my friend and like cool with my brother or sister. Or whatever. Right. Right. Um, so what we're saying is our siblings are fair game. Go for it. Y'all. Yeah. <laughs> All of our friends that are listening or not, if you're a listener of the show, you have our permission <laughs> I wouldn't lead with that. I think you would get an immediate no from dating my brother if you said that you listened to my Harry Potter podcast. But, uh, you know, live your best life, shoot your shot, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, you'd probably have to come back from that for my brother. But he would be like, that's kind of weird, but like, okay. Because my brother does like Harry Potter, like, enough. Yeah, like, I don't think... I don't think if you're a Harry Potter fan, you'd want to date DJ, truly. Yeah. Like, he knows because we watched it together when we were kids. But, like, he never read them. He may or may not remember the last couple movies. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I know I've been thinking of getting my family together and doing a, a Harry Potter trivia just to see how being related to me has affected their Harry That's Potter so knowledge. Funny. I have to be really easy questions. Right. Well, I would have you like help me. Yeah. That's really fun. 
but I'm down. I've been thinking of doing it for like my birthday this year or something. I think it would be funny. Um, well, um, that was quite a tangent, but like very relevant to just, just parse out this whole sibling. Oh, for, for sure. For sure. I'm happy that Dean and Seamus have each other in this trying time. Also, this spell that they have to do in charms, which I know we're going back a little ways, but um, they're trying to turn vinegar into wine. Isn't that what Seamus was trying to do in like the first movie? <laughs> uh, he was trying to turn water into rum, but oh, okay. a very similar property. Yes. And they're in sixth year now. <laughs> you know, our my man Seamus had goals, okay? He said, wait till sixth year. I don't, I think not. I'm gonna party. I'm gonna party right now. I'm Irish, Scottish. <laughs> I also kind of love how quickly Harry having a crush on Jenny escalated. Like it's all been in this book and it got real bad real fast. I feel like it was like, it was always like sitting there and then she started dating people and he was like, oh, this actually bothers me because um, once I stopped um, having trauma my whole entire childhood, I've um, started to think about my attraction to people. And it turns out I got it bad for you, sis. So don't call me sis. <laughs> oh, I wasn't calling you sis. No, I meant like, I are was you talking as Jenny? Jenny? Yeah, that <laughs> yes. feels weird. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, because he's basically yeah. like a brother. To yeah, it's all, we're in we're in a tricky territory. <laughs> um, but <laughs> but um, yes, love it. I just um, think Harry, my note here just says, I think Harry, you just need to go for it. And I think it's so sweet when he's staring at her in practice. And, ah. um, did you have any notes about the Katie Bell stuff and the Malfoy stuff? Um... No. <laughs> I just had one note um, that Harry is talking about how, oh, he she was in a girl's bathroom, so it could have been a girl. And Hermione's like, yeah, it could have been a girl. And then Harry's response, I was just like, you, you made a bad argument here. Like, you're right, but like you did the wrong thing because he goes, um, and we know that Polyjuice Potion was stolen. But that's not really what the argument it is. It's that we know that Goyle was dressed yes! up as a girl. Yes! You don't actually know that the polyjuice potion was stolen. You know that Goyle was a girl. Like, yes, like it's, I, I was waiting for Harry to say that and he didn't. And I, it really annoys me when, he, when characters in books have information that we all have and they don't use, like, the right argument to make their point. I'm like, ugh! I was like, this is your moment! But I also think, just separately, that's, like, sometimes my fault as a writer is that I think I write my characters, all my characters, to argue too logically. 
because I'm sitting here like, well, they have this information. Obviously, they would say this. I think you have to do that, though. Like, otherwise, it's just, like, not realistic. Well, some people are dumb. (laughs) Some characters are dumb. Not my character. Not my character. Um, no, no, bad Harry for going back and looking at the second Simfra. To be fair, it's like, again, really good setup to have him just casually being like, I'll use that on McLaggen next time I see him. You know, he really has no concept of what this spell is going to do. Also, I think you just like kind of said this, but... Dean really just gets the shaft in this chapter. He gets kicked oh, off yeah. the team. He gets broken up with. Oh yeah, it's a rough, it's a rough, a rough chap for our, our pal Dean. Deany team. That's why it's it's nice that him and Seamus have each other. <laughs> like when Harry's talking about how they're like whispering about him behind his mutinously. Okay. I'm here. I can't avoid it any longer. Um, I had one note before that. Um, okay. Oh, by the way, are we supposed to care about Quidditch again? Like, <laughs> this chapter's like, we have to win this game. Whereas, like, two chapters ago, Harry was like, I don't even care about Quidditch. Like, it doesn't matter. Malfoy's not playing, so I don't care. The only thing that matters is Malfoy. <laughs> We've taken a real 360. Well, Jenny, well, he, this is a Jenny-focused chapter. He goes back and forth. Well, it's not just a Jenny chapter. Uh, no, I meant in terms of his attraction. Yeah. It, it's only it's only a Jenny-focused chapter. But yes, right. I'm here. Bad Harry, you're asking for trouble right now. <sighs> One could even say you're looking for it. This wee babe, this poor child. This crying boy in a bathroom talking to Moaning Myrtle. It's <laughs> devastating. It's so sad, Molly. It's so sad. I'm, I can't do it. I can't do it. And he says he's going to kill me. He's going to kill my mom. He doesn't say that, but like, that's what he yeah. Like, he, and like the way Harry's seen it, he's like, tears are coming down his face like oh we're forgetting how garbage she is as a person for two seconds but imagine with one like three second clip humanizing a character that has been a main bully for five other books that you've written like suddenly Draco Malfoy is a person and yeah. and it like we know this scene from him so it so like we think about it and we let this color the way we look at him in previous things but when you're reading this for the first time you're like Oh shit, depth out of nowhere. Like, oh, Draco has feelings? Like, he's sobbing. I mean, I probably, when I first read it, like, I probably was like, oh, 
Malfoy's like crying, but it wasn't till I was like probably more mature that I mm-hmm. like really understood like the happening the weight of the world being or, on his or his the weight of his world being on his yeah. shoulders. At least till I reread it after the first time I read it, because like mm-hmm. you know, obviously we get to the end and we find yeah. out more. But after reading the seventh book and going back, then it really I think sunk yeah. in. Yeah, just oh. Uh, Oh, it's so good. And it's so sad. It makes me feel so sad for him. And then, like, so in Harry's defense, Malfoy's about to, like, knowingly use the Cruciatus curse. So, okay, Jenny. I'm just kidding. But yes, I agree. Bad, bad form, Malfoy. <laughs> yeah, I like, just, I have to say that because I know me saying like oh my poor child like I I love Draco da, da, da. like I know he's bad like I know he's not a good person like I would say it's kind of a fair fight but like what Harry ends up succeeding at is like attempted murder essentially oh correct yeah. like but I, I do mean like it's kind of a fair fight like they're throwing yeah. out mean mean spells oh for sure they're both um they're both behaving badly um and um for all of the heat that this gets in fan fiction I think it's completely warranted like there's always a Septicempra talk because it's like if Snape hadn't come in you literally almost killed me yikes can we just also say like how insane the spell is and do you think Snape has ever used it and if so on whom I I think this spell is like and this is gonna be wild to say but I think for Snape, it's like his his AK. Not his a, not his AK. I don't think he uses it. I think when he was a teenager and he made it up, it was a little bit like his. Oh, you you see what I'm saying? Like, like kind of his. I'm gonna I, hit list kind of thing. Right. Exactly. Like I brought my gun to school, but I didn't use it. Yeah. Like, it's like, a fantasy. Of it's like- a fan. It's his fan. He has, like, Snape has, like, textbook that, like, school shooter. Yeah. Um, description from when he was. Yeah. And I know exactly and- who I'm going for first. Exactly. So I, I don't think he's actually used it, but I think he created the spell in an angered time with them in mind. I just thought of like a parallel that I'm because it's her she probably did think about was like the way that Snape dies with Nagini is almost like Sectumsempra he's like got blood squirting out of him like he's been hit in all these different spots and it's just like coming out of him like it is with um, Draco sorry to use the word (laughs) squirting sorry (laughs) Molly, I'm sorry that I feel like I'm just like moaning and groaning this whole episode. 
episode. Uh, I have a lot of feelings. And they're not coming out in sentences. <laughs> um, okay, so here's um, a quote that I pulled out. Crimson blood stains like flowers is just like, I was like, ooh, okay. We like, it just this whole descriptions, like these really beautifully sculpted descriptions of this awful thing that is happening really take us from this is a moment of like teenage literature to like it slows down the mood, which is exactly what happens. The film captures it really well. Like as soon as you're in this bathroom, you get an eerie sense like something is not correct. And she immediately sets up that like we're shocked by seeing Draco crying, which is something we've never seen really before. And so you know that this encounter is different than all of their other encounters. Like we are not on a fight in the train. Yeah. And then Harry pauses and goes to like his knees in front of, I'm sorry, that's a bad way to start that sentence. I'm going to go back. Harry like kneels down by like Malfoy's bleeding body and is like, I, I didn't mean it. I'm, I, I, you know, like it's, it's both of them interacting with each other in a way that we've never really seen before. We've never seen Harry this much on the defensive for something that he's done like this. It's also the first time we're seeing anyone show compassion for Malfoy. Right. And you feel bad for Malfoy. Like you as reader are faced with the fact that you don't want Malfoy to die right here in this bathroom, even though you might've been like, oh, Malfoy sucks. Malfoy is the worst for all of these books. Yeah, I mean, and this is not like a new concept, obviously, like where the school bully, you find the school bully crying in the bathroom because their dad- Yeah, it's not novel. Yeah. It's put in this context and it's, kind of like burying the lead by a lot like we're in book six and this is the first time we're getting this from Malfoy where we've thought of him as anything other than you know Draco Malfoy schoolmate school bully or whatever right I think it really um just to compliment she who must not be named one more time I think it really drives home her like I guess thesis about like children being pulled into these adult wars and like what what the outside world is having an effect on them like even from both sides of this of this war it's affecting um it's affecting people equally because we've, we've obviously seen the tragedy of how this has messed up Harry's life, but yeah, I don't know. I think, I think this is a really important scene. And even though it's sad, I really think it's necessary. Are you, do you feel like we're missing something by never getting Malfoy's response to this? 
because the next time, I mean, I don't know if Malfoy and Harry have another interaction before the Dumbledore scene. I don't think they do. See, it's this is this is one of those moments where it's really hard for me to answer that question because I would have to go back before I've read like 500 fan fictions that is them addressing this. So I feel like I've gotten Malfoy's point of view of this situation, but let me try and like erase those. Well, I can try and answer. Yeah. Not reading any fan fiction, but like, so there may be one scene in this book before the Dumbledore scene. I'm not sure, but either way, it's probably not very impactful but um so harry sees this thing with snape and malfoy mm-hmm. whisks malfoy off the next time harry sees malfoy is in malfoy manor where it's malfoy's turn to basically show compassion or yeah. not to harry and that's like great like that's crazy like beautiful writing once again like i i know fuck you (laughs) but like isn't it though like isn't it though and like the fact like malfoy doesn't he's honestly pretty neutral in that scene like he kind of doesn't want to take a stand either way he kind of is like i don't know like he's trying to like i think help harry out like ultimately but he does take a stand because he knows it's Harry. So it's yeah. like, so he's like, he doesn't want to. He's doing it in like box he's, that he can yeah. do it in. Yeah, he's operating. I mean, like, he's smart about it. He can't, like, outright be like, that's not Harry Potter because he knows he'll die if it, like, you know. But because if you're thinking about from Malfoy's perspective, I guess, like, one, you're probably not really thinking about this last interaction with Harry at the point that he's at in the seventh book. Like, he probably right. doesn't even remember that part of his life anymore because his life is so drastically different. Right, and we have to remember that we're seeing, like, a little bit of Malfoy's life through Harry's eyes, like, the visions. Like, right. we know we know a little bit about how Malfoy's living. So I think you know, the dreary in me would like to be like that he does it for Harry. But I think Malfoy has in this time made a whole journey of of future with Voldemort is a future I don't want to live with. Yeah. So I have to bank on Harry Potter. Well, <laughs> I, I'm not even, I guess, getting into that. I'm just thinking about their relationship as like, hero and bully or like whatever you want to say and that right this moment is so significant to us as readers but to draco in his life this is not a significant moment i think i think it is i think i i think it has to be i think it has to be because draco has spent so much of his life trying to get a reaction out of Harry and to push Harry. And he finally pushes Harry like too far. So I think- I don't see it that way. I I mean, he has been though, right? Like 
in terms of their history, but we don't know what his true reaction is and we'll never know. I just mean that like, yes, in a pre, like previously he's been like goading Harry and all this stuff, but like in this scene, he's not goading Harry. Oh no, I don't think right now his mission is to goad Harry, but I'm saying in terms of his life. Right, but that's what I mean. In, In his life, where he's at now with this whole Voldemort thing, this means nothing because he's in this horrible like world with Voldemort like over his shoulder right. and he's had so much of this. And then like in the seventh one, like he's not angry, I guess at Harry or he's not upset about this because he's seen real terror and Harry doing this thing that was awful is really not that bad because he's oh, I see what suicidal you at this point. Like, right. I think what's devastating. Okay. Now I see what you're saying. I see. I see what you mean. Um, yeah. I, I can agree to that at some point. I think there's probably a little bit of him. That's like, I probably deserved it. And it might be nice to just die right here. That's what I was floor. kind of thinking. But, but then I, I think that is a sig- I think it's still a sig- significant moment in his life. But I, it has nothing to do with Harry. Like it's not like right. oh Harry did this thing to me. Like I don't think he thinks of himself as a victim in this scene, whereas we see him as a victim in this scene and so significant for yes. us and for Harry but not for Draco. Does that make sense? No, it does. I I was confusing what you were what you were saying but I I I totally agree I think this is definitely a bigger moment for Harry than it is for Draco yeah because he's just terrified um yeah for sure um a friend of the podcast um Serafina Donahue (laughs) wow I really put her full name out there um she um wrote a fan fiction while we were in college um and um I always remember this one scene and it's it's a Dramione so it's Draco and Hermione and um they're talking about trauma in the war and Draco's like it really really like is upsetting to me to think about like my aunt like torturing you on the floor of my home like I like stay up at night thinking about that and Hermione's like that's not even a blip for me what keeps me up at night is thinking about like the people that I had to kill and for the war and things like that and so it's all about these like perspectives and these you know so it that reminded me of that I think it was a very well thought out scene. Shout out to Sarah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's good stuff. It's honestly. good stuff. But I right. do think that you could definitely take this as like suicidal, like for Draco. Like in a obviously if we had more from him, like I'm not saying that he's saying that, but like. I yeah. feel like you could believe a part of him is like, I'm okay with this situation. Like, where right. is that in this moment? Which is yeah. really, really dark. And she's not going to write that in this book, but. Yeah, I know. I, I definitely see that. Um. All right. So I'm kind of like now on to like the Snape and Harry stuff. If yeah, same yeah. whiplash. 
I just want to say that one, this is like expel worthy kind of. I have that note too. I'm like, I really think you got off easy, Harry. But not only that, like Snape needs to get McGonagall involved in this because that's the head of house. Like there's no reason that Snape is the only one dealing with this situation. Like this is like, I'm getting your head of house and we're dealing with this. I think Snape knows that the offense is expulsion worthy and can't like, he knows he can't act on it. Like he knows the situation. It's like Harry and Draco both have like little immunity halos over themselves right now in terms of like school and punishment because they're being protected by Dumbledore. And but by extension, Snape. also not going to expel Harry. Yeah, but more likely to, but she's not going to. This is rough. He legitimately almost killed someone. So like he kind of should be at minimum suspended. I don't know how you do a suspension in uh, a boarding school, but it's rough, man. Like, if I went to a, if I were Draco's parent, like, even if my son had done some wild shit, I would be pissed if the student that, like, maimed him wasn't given a more severe punishment than, like, a couple detentions but to your point like this is what draco does earlier in the book he attempts to murder people and his is like conscious like i was thinking about it right and didn't succeed and harry's is like accidental almost succeeded um and like they you are you're right like they're both getting the pass basically Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. um i do think that in terms of snape like, I think Harry should be punished to, like, the, the degree that is appropriate. But I don't think Snape should be the one making that decision unilaterally because it's not his place. Like, yes, he was the teacher on the scene, but, like, McGonagall should right. definitely be involved. And I just think that's kind of fucked up. But I do think that Harry's being fucking cheeky and insane, which I know that's a little bit later when he's like, um, I don't think that is an appropriate punishment, Professor. <laughs> Like, hun, yeah, you're right. It's not an appropriate punishment. You should be back at Privet Drive. So just thank your lucky stars, buddy. You certainly don't deserve to play in your little Quidditch game, okay? So you just calm your little trousers there, buddy. Which which I thought that Harry was like, I, maybe that's a different punishment, but I remember him at one point being like, I don't, like, I deserve whatever I get. And I thought that was this thing, but he is not being like that in this moment. No, which I'm a little disappointed in him, but it's fine. Like, you watched watched Malfoy bleed out on the floor. Harry. Like, if, if any other professor had come up, they might not have been able to do what Snape did. Like, some of them probably were crafty enough to do that, like McGonagall or Flitwick. Yeah. But, like, imagine if Trelawney was the one that found you. Uh. It's not funny, because Balfoy would have sure as hell died, but... Why do you... Why does he have to hide the book right now in this moment? Like, why does he have to do it 
on his way back to see Snape? Is it because he's afraid Snape's going to, like, summon it? I think he's afraid that Snape will be like, let me in the common room. This is not your book. You know, like, he's just covering all of his bases. That's what I think in terms of, like, for the story. Writing-wise, I think it's just so that we get right now um him passing the cabinet him being in the place the irony of right now him going to the place he's been trying to get into but not just that this is i i know we said we were done complimenting her but she also mentions the fucking tiara yeah i think We get Vanishing Cabinet and Tiara in the same sentence. It's so subtle. It's so good. I'm so mad. It's so good. I mean, I'm happy for myself that I got to experience these books, but I'm, like, so mad about the situation. Can we, like, have a little heart-to-heart for, like, two seconds? I don't mean to derail us, but um, it, like... It truly, and I know I keep saying this, but it just, like, it breaks my heart because it's so much a foundation of my life. And then, so now I am put in the position where I feel like I have to defend this every time, like, I show up somewhere with my backpack or, like, half my clothes are Harry Potter-themed And I just feel like I am walking around with this giant shame and, and I never felt that way before. Like even with, you know, people I get, you know, before JK Rowling revealed herself to be garbage, um, people would be like, oh my God, uh, why is so much of your personality like this, like this stupid kids book series or like, uh, like, you know, you put too much stake in like being a nerd and things like that. But that I never really felt shame about that. And now I feel so self-conscious about that. And also I went to this little, we went to this weekend, we went to a little Harry Potter themed hay maze and stuff like that. And they, had all this fun exciting Harry Potter stuff and we had to like triple check that none of the tickets none of the money and stuff was going to JK Rowling and it it, it wasn't so that was good but then we couldn't buy like specific wand merch and it's it's just it sucks to something that used to bring you so much joy has become something you have to like qualify it yeah I know I like have a prepared argument that I've made with myself in my head if somebody were to say something which no one has um because I think most people like understand it um but it's yeah it's like devastating I guess I mean it feels dramatic but it's also not because she can't come back from this right no and she's like it's like to, this this like worst part worse like she had every like, opportunity to And I think because it happened, like, really, like, the shit hit the fan, like, during COVID, it keeps feeling like, for me, this is, like, a temporary thing. But, like, imagine 
like the rest of our lives we can't like buy new harry potter merch we can't like go to the amusement park and it's just it it feels unrealistic and sad it just makes me feel sad that even if I do like break this ban on giving money to her that I'm just gonna feel an immense amount of guilt about it Yeah, I mean, 2020 has shed shed some light, has made some drastic changes um, for, for the better. I think even the JK Rowling thing, it's for the better. Like, it's really bringing to light an issue that not a lot of people are talking about, like trans yes. rights and non-binary rights. Like, yes, for sure. Even the fact that she was against it, like, helped because, like, so many other people were coming up and rising up. Like, Daniel Radcliffe, like, that letter was huge. Like, and, like, he would have never done that unless she had been so opposed to it. Um, Which I know that's a little, like, cliche, like, finding the silver lining or whatever. But I think we have to. Like, there are people of this community, the Harry Potter community, that are so impassioned about what she's not about that I don't, I'm, I've just, like, can't feel bad about loving this series because there's so much more to it like it's gone above and beyond her and I do think that she's a brilliant writer like I can't undo that but I don't know I don't know where I was going with that (laughs) no 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 no. and that's no you're a hundred percent right and that's my prepared speech too like the fandom has grown beyond her but I mean I, I think about this with like music because I think that's the biggest parallel is like a Michael Jackson fan, like somebody that loves Michael Jackson music. It's like, can I listen to this music anymore? Am I allowed? And obviously he's dead now. So it's like you buy it. It's not going to him, but yeah, it's the same sentiment. It's like, should I feel bad for listening to bad for instance, the album? Um, and, like, I still listen to music that Michael Jackson, like, created or produced. And it's, like, I can't help but, like, like this thing. Or, like, this thing was really important to me at a certain time. Like, that song maybe meant something to me. Or, yeah. you know, whatever. Like, how do you separate the, like, the art from the artist? Which is, like, the, I think, an age-old question. I think we've maybe said this on the podcast before. Or it's been cut out. But... <laughs> I don't know how you separate art from the artist and I don't know if you always can, but like, it sucks. It just, it just sucks. It sucks a lot. And, and I, it, yeah, it's just, it's same with like movies and TV. Like, okay, so we hate Kevin Spacey now. Can we not watch American Beauty? Can we not watch House of Cards? Can we not watch but these that's the things? That's the thing for me with things like that. I usually don't. But that, I, that's what I think that I think that's what bothers me the most about the Harry Potter thing. It's like I don't really watch House of Cards or American like I just don't I don't my, do it because it makes me feel yucky. But I've made this argument to you before. I don't think on the podcast, but like that's not fair to the other people that were involved in that. That one person defines an entire TV series or entire movie like he would I totally agree with you yeah no I don't I wasn't sorry I wasn't trying to be like how dare you not think about that but I was just like reiterating that point I guess 
I don't know. Yeah, there's part of me that wants to be stubborn and be like, she doesn't define me or define like how I want to act. But it also does matter. Like optics matter. But like, I also want to be like stubborn about it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Heart to heart. Uh, That's all I had to say about that. But I have been just feeling really sad about it lately because I think in my head, I've just been like naively thinking that one day she'll wake up and realize that she's wrong and she'll say, you know, like I, like it's been really, I guess I've been in a real denial about like, this is forever, this thing that she has done to the trans community. That's how I felt before. And then after the, like the most recent stuff, I was right. I mean, I'm not, in denial anymore but it just I think like in my head there's been such a I just want that so bad it's not it's more it's less that I think she will actually change and more like I need her to change but she won't you know kind of thing you know My next note is also about her. (laughs) (laughs) Go on. Um, This is just like her to have like this very serious scene and then like this pure comedy gold with um, that's what my (laughs) it's my nickname. Your nickname. It's what, my, it's what friends, my friends call me. I I'm understand his nickname is. I cried. I cried laughing. It's like so it's funny. so serious right now. It's serious so, with like five eyes. <laughs> it's so like it's hysterical. Rudel Waslip. It's yeah, it's my nickname. It's what my friends call me. Like, that feels like a movie quote. Like, that doesn't feel like a book quote. It's so funny. <laughs> it's just so clearly a lie. It's... <sighs> you know, Rudo <laughs> Wasley. Wow. Iconic. Oh, I just got to the line about Harry being like, I don't agree, Professor, about the punishment. What's going on, Harry? What's going on? I think Snape is being Snape. I think Snape is being Snape, but separately, Harry's being Harry. (laughs) Correct. I actually think Snape, excluding one part of this punishment, is being extremely fair. The Snape being Snape is that he knows it's the Quidditch thing and he's like doing it to dig at Harry. I don't think Harry deserves to play in the Quidditch game. Right. It's, I mean, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but Umbridge makes this comment like it's, it's rather good that you're missing out on something that was important to you because you'll learn your lesson. <laughs> like, yeah, he does. He needs to have a good long chat. I don't think he needs to do it being tortured by the memory of Sirius and his father dying. I think that's a little unfair. But 
the thing about Harry is he's already learned his lesson. Like he technically doesn't need this detention. Like he's definitely learned his lesson, but he yeah. should be, there should be a consequence. Right. <clears throat> Hermione. I can't. I can't. I I'm annoyed. I told you I'm so. annoyed. But, but I told I, you so. But I told you so. And also, didn't I say, and also, I was right, right? Right. That's what she says. And I honestly, when Ginny comes back when, and throws it in her face with that, um, with that, oh, please don't pretend to know anything about Quidditch. You'll just embarrass yourself. Amazing. I uh, I again cried laughing. Incredible. Incredible. She went in. She drug Hermione by the ponytail. It was. I mean, I think she got her good. Was very wrong to do this. And (laughs) if I was Hermione, I would want to be like. Uh, I want you to admit that I was right, but I wouldn't do it at this point. I would not do it less than 12 hours later. And also the right thing to do at this moment is to know that you're right and let this be your own like win. But I also identify with how she's feeling. I just want to put that out there. I she's, do. In the, she's wrong right now. She's wrong right now. Right. But I still identify. <laughs> I was so annoyed. I was like, but because it's also it's the opposite of what Harry needs right now. He's already learning the lesson. So she's if you do, so if you double down, then it, it really shows that you cared more about being right than Harry exactly. actually listening. And obviously he's it's making him more defensive. She's not showing right. any kind of grace. Like I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying I feel her. And then she tried to manipulate Jenny and Jenny was having none of that. Like she was like, I would think you of all people with the Quidditch. And Jenny was like, let me stop you right there. I'm not these boys that you can like talk to like that. Okay. I'm not stupid. Yeah. I am me. So why don't you just stop? Right. Let me stop you right there. Yeah. Also, I know what you're doing to Harry and it's not right. okay. Oh, so good. Oh, but this Harry, Harry could have kissed her right there. Honestly, Harry is showing pure Gryffindor spirit with the, um, yeah, I am still defending this book because of this, this, and this. Like the heels are dug in. So Hermione deep. did this to herself. She, he was already feeling some doubts and she really made him. I, I think it's so funny, though, because it is, like, the purest, like, I will yeah. not give I'm in. not going down. I will hold on to anything I can at this moment, and I kind of love it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love it in the same way that I'm, like, I identify with Hermione, and I think it's wrong. Like, I think it's shitty yeah. that Harry's, like, no, he's still great. He was just warning me, <laughs> No, 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 no. Just like a real true feeling. Just like a good dude, you know? Just like like a solid dude. But it's a very, like, realistic, strong feeling. Uh, Oh, oh, yes. Oh, yes. I'm sure you can't relate at all to that. Shush, 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 shush. 
we've all been here okay all of us Gryffindors have been here I mean I've been there like I it is a very realistic feeling but it's definitely like uniquely Gryffindor at the same time Yes. <laughs> I have nothing else to add no. about that. I um, just I, I do think it's I do think it's messy. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, you finish. Uh, well, I was gonna talk more about Snape, so you go. Okay, I was just gonna say like I'm after I'm at oh, after so. <laughs> um, I love that she calls Hermione out and I just really enjoy her like perspective on it because she brings up the whole Crucio thing and how Harry's like, def- like I'm glad mm-hmm. he was able to defend himself and had something ready. Like it kind of shows that Ginny is like ready for this war where they're clearly not one. Like I, I know that they're not like in the war with this whole Malfoy thing, but I mean like this group, Jenny's like yeah. ready and like knows what it takes to like. And she has to be because she has to fight at the end of this book. Yeah. And like, I think it's also shitty that she's like not allowed to because she's so, so young, like one year younger, which is bullshit. But she's like been ready for this, like since her second year, her first year. Yeah. She's like, I've, I've gone through my own war and now I'm on. I'm on the, I'm ready to defend myself. Also, you're telling me that the man who possessed me and almost killed me, like, I'm not allowed to fight to bring down, like? Absolutely not. Oh, yeah, I just, I think that she has a really interesting perspective, and I think it's a really good perspective to, like, give Harry, like, not a pass, but, like, uh, he was prepared to do what he had to do for somebody that was trying to attack him. Yeah. But, I don't know, it was just interesting. And they completely take that argument away from her in the movie. Just another another little fun movie thing that they do. They actually do the opposite argument in the movie. Where they say, like, um, I also was seduced by a book that, um, that I didn't know. Oh, yeah. And that brings us to the worst kiss of all time. I can't talk about it. It's you know how I feel about it you know how I feel it makes me so angry when we watch it by that point in the movie we will have had some alcohol so I'm gonna I'm gonna be so mad about it I think we say this for every movie but I'm so excited to watch this movie I'm so excited to watch this movie but just get ready when that scene comes up I'm ready oh Oh, we we haven't said this yet, but guys, we're thinking of filming our oh, drunk movie, our drunk movie watch. So tell us your feelings about that. I think it's more than just an audio experience. Let us know how you feel. We've promised ourselves no tangents if we're doing this. Right. No cuts. No cuts. <laughs> <laughs> there will probably be cuts but yeah it's gonna be great maybe we'll put a poll out I love our polls <laughs> yeah we just had one for the Snape episode and it was close but people voted that Snape is a wrongly beloved hero 
Yeah, by fully. a very oh, small. Fully. Yeah, by a very small margin, I was shocked. Yeah. All right. All right. <clears> let's <throat> let's finish up this chappy chap. Okay, I'm at the detention. Me too. What were you gonna say? Oh, just like I just think it's so it's a fucked up thing to have him go right to the section that's full of serious like we are not even a year out buddy like come on and then what he says about serious it's like about them being dead I just think it's like really awful yeah <laughs> I mean what I, I have to say about that I think same being shitty but if it were me if I were Harry I would kind of actually love reading these little anecdotes of them mm-hmm. as kids and being like, oh, I can't believe they did that. Like, I think I would kind of actually enjoy the task of like reading through these like random detentions that they got from Filch. Yeah, I just think the way Snape sets it up and I think Harry's still, you know, dealing with Sirius's death and everything. And he's already like, he, we know that he gets upset when people bring up like that James was like a bully or like not a savory yeah. fellow all the time. I mean, I think Snape's being shitty, but I think I would make it into yeah. like, oh, this is actually like cool that I get to read this stuff. Yeah, for sure. Especially because it's like obviously filch. So it's like, you know, that some of these things are going to be like just kind of silly or whatever. Right. Yeah. Like, I think the first one is, um, oh, they, they hex somebody. Never mind. It's not great. Not great. That was my only note on it, though. Yeah, I want to get to the good stuff. Okay. <laughs> Harry, I'm so proud of you. This is bold, Harry. This is, like, this is good good on you buddy Alex good of course you. referring to the fact that Harry for the first time in his life makes a move <laughs> like he like goes in and then after it all he's like do you want to go out and make out some more or more Harry Jenny <laughs> I said, thank God for this final mention of the creature. I said, Harry, I'm so proud of you, but please stop with this creature. I think this is our last mention of the creature. We must stop with the creature. I think we got to put a little quote in here. (laughs) Triumph. The creature has triumphed. Disgusting. (laughs) Horrifying. Which makes me think that they maybe did a little more. I mean, they said, and maybe they had time to speak about Quidditch. They went to that room of requirement after all. Ooh, it's so it's Just saucy. like in the movie. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. It's so saucy, the way J.K. Rowling leaves it. Like, she does, like, pan away like a sex scene. Yeah. Yeah, she did. Whoop, whoop. All right, that was it for me. That was it for me, too. It was I, not it for Harry and Jenny, though. Am I, I right? not have a quiz question. 
Uh, I do. How long was Katie Bell in St. Mungo's? I know that she remembered waking up two weeks ago, but she was in longer than that. Oh, okay. Well, then my question is flawed. It was just two weeks. Um, yeah, she's been gone for like months. Yeah. <laughs> but it was two weeks since she Yeah, since she woke up. up. When did I should have said when did she wake up at St. Mungo? Two weeks ago. Correct. Um I didn't know what points to give this chapter, honestly. Oh, I did. What did you give it? You're going to be mad. No, I'm not. I gave it 200 points. Fair. Like, I honestly just didn't know because I did like a lot of the chapter. And now even talking about the second December stuff, like, it was a great chapter to talk about. And, like, the whole Malfoy stuff. Um, I wasn't I even, I like, I thought I was going to skip over it when I was listening and I didn't. I'm proud of you. <laughs> I'll, I'll give it 200 too. It's good. It's I'm a good chapter. I'm not going to leave you out there on a broom without me. Please don't. I want the company. <laughs> <laughs> but my rat is to Harry. Ooh. Okay. Are my you rat- my rat's also Harry. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, are you serious? My champ is Ginevra. Same. Ginevra Molly Weasley. It's a real Henny episode, if you know what I mean. It is such a Henny episode. Um, my tattoo would be the Quidditch World Cup. Because oh. they did win the Quidditch World Cup in all of this. <laughs> right. Correct. I, um, I don't know if I have a tattoo uh i just like wish i could capture the like moment harry like kisses jenny for the first time like i wish i could see that in a way that we did not get to see it in the movie like for some for a scene that means so much to me it really was shit in the movie so if it meant that I had to get that tattooed on my body so that I could see it then um that would you want to get the shattered glass from Dean Thomas's hand (laughs) tattooed on your body no I would not no (laughs) and in the shattered glass you see a reflection of the kiss Uh, uh, I guess another one would be like Malfoy leaning over the mirror. That's just so sad, though. A tattoo? So sad. It's like, it's one of his best scenes, though. Just a tear stricken Draco. (laughs) No, I would never want him that unhappy. I would have to, like, if I were going to get a tattoo of Draco, it would, like, have to be, like, a dreary tattoo. Like, I don't want any canon tattoos of Draco. Um, We're doing chapter 25 next week. The Seer Overheard. And that means we only have five chapters left. Molly! I can't Scary. hardly believe it. Me either. But I hope you all stay wonderfully magical. 
Uh, me too. I'm sure you're charmed to do so. Mischief managed. Bum, bum, ba, bum, 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 bum.